Hello and welcome, brother friends. This is Reconsidering WCW Nitro. I'm Dr. Damien Gibson. And joining me, as always, is the man who only deals in kayfabe and has been knighted for that service to kayfabe. It's Sir Matthew Kayfabe. Hi, how are you going? I'm good, man. I'm good. I hope I hope that one day you'll feel confident in yourself enough and confident in our listeners to be able to handle the peaks and troughs of real life and you'll you'll answer like, Oh look, it's it's been a difficult week this week actually. Um but you know, that's I'm not saying that has to happen now and I don't want to put pressure on you. Like maybe you are actually good today. I don't know. Um I hope I'm all you right. are. I'm all right. I uh, I gave up my weekend for my mum, so I feel like a half decent human being. It's Mother's Day in Australia as we record this, so um, there's been plenty of years where I haven't. So uh, yeah, I don't feel like a complete monster today. So I actually feel quite good. <laughs> Is that no, in depth an answer enough? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I think that's good, and I think just you know, I think it implies. That's actually too much, usually- Daniel. We need to back off. Abort. Abort. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so, something your mother should have said. Uh, uh, <laughs> nah, she's yeah, she's man, probably very probably, happy. There's about fourteen ex girlfriends who would absolutely agree with that statement, Matthew. <laughs> what a what a humble brag! It is a little bit, yeah. Fourteen really, ex girlfriends really, still when a virgin. You slice it and dot. Yeah, I know, right? Amazing. Well, I'm very strong willed. <laughs> they were constantly like, come on, Damien, give it to me. And I was like, no, no, not until marriage. I don't know what it is, but it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want me to give you. <laughs> I don't think I have it. Sex education um, in Australian schools has always <laughs> been enormously underwhelming. <laughs> yeah, I was a, a, legi- a relatively okay uh, little sportsman, so I was never at school. That's so I didn't learn anything, you know. <laughs> oh, that's fair. I just learned that if you're interested in a woman, you just uh, whip your dick out, right? Like Ric Flair. That is uh, legitimately, I mean, not legitimately, but it is pretty similar to what happens in this episode. Uh, at one point, uh, Ric Flair ogles Miss Elizabeth in the most cancelable fashion. Yeah. But it's, as far as, like, character consistency goes, Ric Flair was on TV six months ago in 2020 being <laughs> yeah. this exact same cat. Like, this is actually phenomenal. It's really 30 <laughs> years. True. 40, right? Didn't it's he unbelievable. start late 70s, early 80s? He's been the yeah. same character. That, or was he not that character? Well, then? I think realistically people might, women might have wanted to have sex with him. Back then, you but like, well, they're I, certainly yeah, not maybe. now. <laughs> like, no. And by now, I mean 1996. He's actually more I... attractive now than he is in 2021 than he is in 1996. In 1996, yeah. he's disgusting. Remember when he was wearing that hot tuna shirt, though? That pink <laughs> hot tuna shirt? Remember that episode of Nitro? I remember he just the, completely the... dropped the Ric Flair gimmick <laughs> for no reason, just was walking around in a surf shirt. <laughs> I think that sort of happens as as we go on. I think he's he becomes increasingly less. Re- he sort of goes through a midlife crisis. Oh, God, in front I of us. I hope so. I man, I I I'm hanging out for midlife crisis, Rick, because I fucking hate 
this Ric Flair. I hate him. I hate him. I know there'll be people who will be like, well, then he's doing his job well. But <laughs> it's not. It's X-Pac hate, man. It's you not, want him to go away. It's Miz hate. It's not. I'm not like. I like the Miz. I'm pro Miz. But you and our friend David that I keep mentioning on the podcast that no, none of our listeners will know who he is, but I keep talking about him like they should know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> Both love the Miz. I just can't. It's like. I think you're no. a pure baby face. Like, I think that's the thing. I think you are like Bret Hart and Daniel Bryan. <laughs> the best. Thanks, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, you're podcasting and neither of them have any kind of uh, the, the Bret Hart and Daniel Bryan podcast will be yeah. deeply painful. <laughs> Your you technical ability is phenomenal. What's that, Daniel? Wrestling. Me too. The end. <laughs> Brett, Brett wouldn't be like me too. Brett would be like, yeah, well, I love it in like I love like 1992 my match against uh, Psycho Sid that uh, no one thought I could get a good match out of him, but I got the best match of his career, and he even he admits that. Um, oh, and you true. know that was just my own my own talent. Um, anyway, fuck <laughs> Brett Hart. Um, hey, Brett was on Instagram today getting people to to get vaccinated in Canada. Oh, that's good. So, you know, he's doing good work. What's his problem with people getting vaccinated elsewhere? Well, he's like Canadian. Only he lives say. in Canada. And supposedly there's vaccine hesitancy in Canada. So mm. I mean, there sort of is everywhere. Bit. Please well, get yeah, a vaccine. If you can. <laughs> we, we can't. <laughs> if so it's we'll, available to you, we can't. We <laughs> probably shouldn't go too deep into this in a podcast. Uh, Initially, we were going to do this podcast. I'm just saying, if for some we arbitrary were... reason, we can't. Anyone under the age of 50 can't. But anyway. It's, Remember uh, when we were going to yeah. do this podcast as if we were broadcasting from 1996 and they were uh, lost tapes? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah. That, that Which would is be a great idea, but difficult. there's no way that we... No, I know. Well, yeah, I, I'm terrible at it. You, it would have been two on the nose. slightly better, but it, yeah, we, we would have failed. Then the people would just be like, like we're not talking about, I suppose we'd say at the beginning. Anyway, I like how Lucy Goosey our podcast is. And more <laughs> people are listening to it all the time. So I think other people do as well. But this Ric Flair, oh. anyway, my point is this Ric Flair, I think genuinely sucks. Like it is genuinely an unfun, uninteresting, awful character to, well, in my opinion. It is. Mm. Like I whenever he comes out, I don't want to see him like no no Ric Flair in ring work is making me go, Oh great, a Ric Flair match. <laughs> no, I I think I would agree. Do you do you wanna hear uh, uh before we before we get into the episode, do you wanna hear what's going on in Meltstown? Meltstown. Oh, I don't mind that. Well can we get a uh can we somehow like sandwich that into a karaoke version of Allentown, where we're living here in Meltzer Town. I like it. Yes, we're, yes, we can. We can definitely do that. Please. <laughs> now I have to make it. Why do I come <laughs> up with these ideas? I have to fucking make them, put them in the podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Idiot. Idiot. It always makes me uh, feel bad when on? I come up with these ideas, when I come up with ideas and I'm like, oh, I'm just like... <laughs> So that so no, Meltzer, no, it's fun. Meltzer loved Bash at uh, Bash at the Base. Gr- uh, was it Great American Bash we just did? Yes, Great American Bash '96. Yeah, 
Meltzer said it's the best pay-per-view uh, produced in America ever. So that's a pretty big... Ever. Uh, ever. Wow. Anyway, we'll move on from that. Uh, Bruno Sammartino is going to referee uh, four WCW house shows. He's going to get paid $2,000 a, a pop, and he's going to referee your mate Ric Flair versus Randy Savage. That's exciting. Well, that sounds like a good investment. <laughs> <laughs> why, wouldn't, why wouldn't you put that on Nitro? I can't answer that question. I don't have the slightest fucking clue. <laughs> That's above my pay grade. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, the ep- the bruises on the faces of Sullivan and Benoit on this episode of Nitro were makeup, not actual bruises. Oh. It's a good bit of, like, gossip. Does it ruin it for you a little bit? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, no. No. Because... Uh, because I didn't notice it. Like, when I was watching the episode, that was one of the few things where I was like, oh, Sullivan got his fucking nose busted open mm. pretty hard. Um, and it it's kayfabe. I want more of that. I want, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? The little touches oh. like that that make, that make a difference, you know? Like, compared to, like, just in the WCW world where the giant was pushed off a building, you know? Or fell, depending on, you know, whether you're a Hulkster, whether you're a Hulkamaniac or not. But we all know that he got pushed. <laughs> and the giant shows up 25 minutes later with not a scratch on him. It's like an episode of Blood and... It's Blood and Guts. Um, I've got a... <laughs> I've got start a start with me about Blood <laughs> and Guts, man. I legitimately unfollowed every wrestling person I know on the, <laughs> on the aftermath. Genuinely. I don't want to hear, besides you, I don't want to hear any other person's opinion on wrestling ever again. <laughs> I hate wrestling well, fandom. Uh, I can't stand it. It's the most negative, toxic fucking thing on the face of the planet. On the besides you guys of- who listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the subject of negative, toxic things, uh, Meltzer's reporting that the tentative plan for the August pay-per-view from Sturgis is to have Giant versus Hogan for the title and Flair versus Savage, wait for it, with the women at stake. Oh, my God. Is that a hog wild? Is that a road wild or? It's a, it's a hog wild or a road wild. I think they got banned from using hog after the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because Hog's trademarked, I think. I think the next one's Road Wild. I think they become Road Wild from 96 on. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. Who trademarked Hog? Like for Harley Davidson or something? I hope so. I hope it was them. (laughs) Ridiculous. The, uh, The You asked about this last episode. Uh, Titan uh, made several legal threats regarding the Hall and Nash stuff, which is why they had to mm. admit on television they didn't work for the WWF. Hall has contacted Henry yeah, right. Holmes. Henry Holmes, who is Hogan's attorney. So, Hulk Hogan's attorney, Henry Holmes. There's a lot of H's there. Uh, to try and say that most of the mannerisms he used as Ramon, he first used as the Diamond Stud. And that he came up with the name Razor Ramon. Uh, so that's, right. I guess, interesting. Um, the uh, Mikey Whipwreck is looking for a job in WCW, apparently. Yeah. It's, uh, 
anyway, I, I don't remember Mikey Whipwreck from the, you know, rise and fall of WCW. Uh, no. He would have been good in the cruiserweight division, though. Well, he's great. He's the best, but they'll misuse him uh, and he'll never make it out of ECW. Um, over in uh, WWE, there's only, or WWF, there's only one thing going on and they've they've started officially HIV testing people in 1996, so that's good. What 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 prompted that with the amount of needle sharing that's going on in <laughs> well, yeah, not happening also, in WWF? I mean, my guess is it's three years after the Tom Hanks movie Philadelphia and Vince saw it and was like, hey, we have people bleed all over each other all the time. Maybe we should, you know, <laughs> that's it. Isn't it seven years? Shouldn't it? It should have been like 2002 with. Finn started really getting worried about this HIV virus he keeps hearing so much about. <laughs> I, I can only, uh, I can only speculate. Maybe that in twenty twenty eight, all of a sudden, WWE wrestlers are forced to wear masks everywhere, and <laughs> the crowds are pulled again. <laughs> it is shocking. Like bad it is bunny, genuinely. Bad back on Raw. <laughs> it is genuinely shocking that WWE actually responded in a semi-appropriate manner to a pandemic. But anyway, that's a discussion for another day. Thanks um, to Kevin Owens. Yeah, but look, it's a yeah, it's still absolutely shocking. They weren't. Thing. That's genuinely the story. I mean, it doesn't take long to tell. They weren't. Kevin Owens was like, "This is fucked." <laughs> Went and spoke to Vince. Was like, "Hey, man." Put your fucking politics to one side. We've got kids and wives and shit. Like, pull your head out of your ass. And then this is what was reported on, like, every fucking wrestling website on earth. And then, mm. like, the next the next taping, people had to wear masks. Yeah, but, like... Thanks to Kevin Owens. <laughs> sure, surely, like, Vince's initial, initial move was to, like, be like, people are scared of, you know, of bacteria. Let's book a spit fight. It's uh imagine, imagine. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't get all that shit, man. But anyway, the, uh, you know, you yeah, know what's that- a big, what's a big, big talent differential? What the so like the Steiner brothers are broadly they're both really talented, and you're like, oh yeah, they're both good at wrestling. Like they're different. Scott Steiner's obviously more talented, but it's not like you know, there's not a gaping chasm. However, no. there is a gaping chasm between uh, Booker T and his brother, Stevie Ray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are, we d- are we finished with Meltz? I'm going into oh, we're episode. Done. We're yeah? way done. We're way done. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought the, the same thing. Yeah, this whole- oh, I've actually written that down in my notes. Is that this is- Because um, the match starts with- uh, It's Stevie Ray versus Rick Steiner, right? Yeah. And I've written down probably the the less talented partner of their respective tag teams gets to have a singles match. <laughs> but like I'm like I'm into seeing Rick Steiner do stuff. Rick Steiner's good. Stevie Ray is legitimately not good. Oh yeah, he's not great. No, but I think I've se- I've seen worse wrestlers than Stevie Ray. But Booker T does yeah, but- a lot of heavy lifting. In Harlem Heat, <laughs> you, 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 we can't define things based on uh, I've seen worse. You know, 
I, like, yes, obviously, yeah, like, Eva Marie is a worse wrestler than Stevie Ray. Oh, my God. I forgot. Sorry, I'm really- I I'm forgot about you. her. <laughs> this is all stuff tri- for our episode that we're recording tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, fuck. I've got I've got some opinions, man. I'm gonna be coming in hot on the on the like this episode. Arne Anderson and Chris Benoit as a tag team against. Sorry, who did they who did they wrestle? Sorry. Um. Sorry, I've just got to quickly. I'm, I'm I'm setting you up here. Arne Anderson and Chris Benoit uh, wrestled a couple of plucky young men. The American males. American males, oh. <laughs> American males. We, we keep saying every week that this will longer. be the last week that we'll be able to do the theme song, and that they keep, they keep showing up. It's yeah. It, at some point, they're not coming back. There's no, there's no reunion tour for the American males. But uh, is it? How could me, I, like? Mm. Sorry, I just want to ask one question: Is yeah. it legitimately the worst wrestling theme ever? It would have to be pretty close, wouldn't it? Like, it, I think it's sort there's of one hard. that's close in WCW right now while we're watching it, and that's the Steiner's Steiner Raz. <laughs> oh, I love that though. Steiner Raz. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like <laughs> I really like it. I think there's other words to it. I think it's meant to be saying you've been Steiner Rise, but you don't. It's like, it's it's like Trey Parker from (laughs) South Park singing it. Stand arrest. But American Males is legitimately just a dude going American Males for four minutes. What I like about it is that someone put the effort in to record an original (laughs) song for them. Like, it's not just Muzak. They were like, okay, well, they need a song that's recognisable. And they're like, well, what's their name? But they didn't bother putting in the, any other kind of effort. Like, they weren't like, no. they're big and strong and tough. They're Scotty Riggs and Buff. Like, it, they 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 just started <laughs> just, let's, let's just repeat, American males. It's everything you need to know about them. Uh, well, it kind of is everything you need to know about them, really. They were there born in the of... USA and they've got dicks. They do look like they're... Um... Remember in the 90s, there was that, like, uh, just rash of, like, men's stripping groups that were, like, the Thunder from Down Under was one. Um, oh, there was a really famous one. and I um, Manpower. Manpower, yeah. Was there an American one? What was that Chris Farley and uh, Patrick Swayze sketch oh, where they're um, both? Chippendales. Chippendales, that's what I'm thinking of. They, they're Chippendales, right? That's what the American males gimmick is. I have an encyclopedic knowledge of uh, male strippers from the nineties. <laughs> I thought you were going to say SNL sketches from with Chris <laughs> Farley in them. I, no, like, I don't even know who too. Chris Farley is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like Chris Farley. Of course you do. I like Adam strippers. Sandler. You're male more of a highbrow strippers. intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> we did watch The Waterboy recently. Um, the Water Boy's all right, man. Yeah, look, Adam Sandler films are enjoyable to watch. Well, not all of them, but most of them are. Uh, uh, Jack and Jill is legitimately awful. That's a legitimately awful film. 
that but movie the majority click. of the time, click it's a is solid really five out of ten. Which one's really bad? Click. Oh yeah, clicks not yeah because like it feels like there's a like they're trying to I don't know it's they're trying too hard to be sincere and I don't know mm. if Sandler can get away with that. No, I didn't. I didn't like the uh, the Jewel movie, the new one. Uncut oh, really? Jam. I haven't seen it yet. I'm actually really people looking loved forward it. to seeing it. People loved it, but that's I think not it his film, on. though. That's him. You know, that's like serious directors going. Let's get Sam to do this. He can act. Yeah, and he can. He's perfectly adequate. Um. Oh, that's a shame because I really like those guys. You might like it. People was... really like it. Uh, yeah, we should probably stop talking about Adam Sandler movies <laughs> and talk about the show. That's uh, for another podcast. John Tenter is not a fish. You can't call him a fish. And if you do, he'll steal a tiny bit of your beard and then it'll be a massive feud one that I'm really enjoying. I'd have to say that John Tenter versus Big Bubba is probably the most enjoyable feud on WCW at the moment. I um, don't want to be difficult uh, because you're going to get annoyed when I say this, but John sharks are actually fish. He's got a <laughs> cartilage skeleton, mm. got five gill slits. Yeah. He's got pectoral fins. Mm-hmm. He's a fish. John Tender's a fish. But, he, but he's not a fish anymore. Anymore. I'm sorry. I don't he think was that a you fish, can just but decide. now he's not. He's a fish. If if look, if John Tender identifies as not being a fish, if John Tender identifies as being human, I for one think that he's very brave and support his decision. I've walked myself into a woke trap and I agree. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> woke trap, woke trap. Well, that would be a fantastic, like, new version of punked. No, and you know the the theme song is to Love Shack, so it's like woke trap, baby woke trap, baby woke trap, as big as a whale. You just just get celebrities in woke traps, and then like we come out, we're like, we got you, dog, we got you. (laughs) Like I knew I was being woke trapped. And then they that's get cancelled on the internet. That's my that's my impression of Scarlett Johansson. You Pretty guys, good. I knew, I knew it was you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come back and watch MTV where we've got another episode of Work Trap. Oh, we need to talk about wrestling, man. We're we're so far. There's from There's nothing God on right this now. episode to talk about. Like Dean Malenko has another great match with Ray. Yeah, uh, they. <clears throat> the cruiserweights at the moment remind me of like reading stories about like seventies road bands that just like slogged their guts out until people respected them, like Kiss, for example. You know, it was just like they just played and played and played and played, and then eventually people were like, "Actually, these fucking weirdos from New York are pretty good." I feel like that's what the <laughs> I feel like that's what like the cruiserweights are going to be over the next two years, where it's just a bunch of like people who are like fuck these guys, and then at the end of the match they're like, "Dean Malenko's my favorite wrestler." <laughs> do you I reckon am... or do you think I'm being over the top? No, you're absolutely spot on. It's it's absolutely spot on. So 
I have something a little bit, given that you're right, there's not a lot going on here. Um, I have a WCW-related thing that sort of changed my life. Oh, wow. Um, okay. This week, I started following Lex Luger on Twitter. Oh, wow. And Yeah. And Lex Luger just tweets funny videos, and it's the most amazing thing ever. I'll just be, like, Genuinely? on Twitter, and I'll be like, yeah, I'll be like, Oh, there's like a kid with like a frog on him, and he like hates having the frog on him. And then like it's like Lex <laughs> Lucas like just got two uh, cry laughy face emojis. And there's just like it's just he just loves funny videos. He's playing Twitter in in, <clears throat> in the exact vein that it should be played. Yeah, his Twitter presence is better than his wrestling presence ever was. That would have been a better gimmick than whatever Lex's gimmick was supposed to be for the 15 years we had to put up with him. Well, I mean, I guess the the version of funny videos on the internet would have been like he came out and he's like, hey, guys, uh, really hoping to get home for funniest home videos now and just like constantly submitting videos of like children getting hit in the nuts and stuff. <laughs> that would be great. There's like a two-minute segment every week where he's hosting Lex's funniest home videos. I think that's essentially what Darby Allen's gimmick is. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Uh, well, remember when he did that funny sketch when he did a no-show and then they forced him to do the funny <laughs> sketch where he was camping out? See, so he this knows is where comedy. Lex knows someone comedy. Needed, yeah, someone needed to like kick a football towards him and it needed to hit him in the nuts. <laughs> and then like yeah then then the funny puppet man says a joke and it's great <laughs> yeah talk about a three count ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're so, so good there's so little content this week right like the, i couldn't even do a th- this was the week that what if they come dressed as died because tony and larry just looked like broadcasters from 1996 mm. Uh, and Eric's dead. Eric's dead. The, the, this shows how big a difference uh, Kevin and uh, Scott make because when they're not on this episode, this episode is just not. I'm just like, eh, I don't. Because it's, it's all Rick and Macho. It's all, yeah, Rick and Macho centric. And I just checked out. <laughs> macho. Like, this is the only thing I wanted to talk about in this episode. Macho reuses a really bad joke. Uh, he refers to him being di- So, it was better last time because I don't know if you remember this, but like a year ago, Macho was being interviewed by Mean Gene and mm. he says that he'd gone to see a lady psychologist and been diagnosed with OCD and it just captured my imagination that he'd gone to see a lady <laughs> psychologist. Um yeah. And that he felt the need to, like, let people know. But then he says that OC- he's diagnosed as OCD, one cool dude. And he obviously one liked that cool much. Dude, yeah. He said it on national television he's twice. Brought it like, did he think that was going to be a T-shirt that yeah. people were just going to walk around with OCD T-shirts? And also, given the 90s, isn't it's it amazing that that wasn't a T-shirt? Like, one yeah, cool dude? true. It would be now. If he was on, if Macho was on AEW, that T-shirt would already yeah. be in pro wrestling tees before he cut the promo. <laughs> I have a um a confession to make about nineties T-shirts. 
1999, I was 10 years old. Um, Oh, God. And we feel so old. (laughs) And I got a T-shirt. I got a T-shirt from Nimbin and it said FBI female body inspector. Oh, oh, (laughs) no. Yep. Oh, no. (laughs) I still have it and I still wear it because I'm still a pervert. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't really still have that shirt. I was going to be like, because I I just thought you were going to say like, uh, you know, you had a corn T-shirt. It was going to be some embarrassing band T-shirt. It's like, dude, I had the Pearl Jam Stickman T-shirt for like three years. That was like my uniform. You're wearing a T-shirt that just said semen on it. But anyway, um, that is sort of worse than. (laughs) One of my favorite things in the world is how Pearl Jam have. have Pearl Jam have rewritten hit. They're like, no, it's Eddie's um, grandma was called Pearl, and and like she 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 made jam. Like we just I we didn't even know what semen was. That explanation. No, I like to I think, think of their deadly I think serious. Being, <laughs> <laughs> I think they're taking the piss, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I I'm, love the idea of like <laughs> Pearl Jam being like terrified. That it gets out. <laughs> the pearl jam means semen. <laughs> oh, no, no. Look, disgusting people might call it that, but the reason why we called it that is that Eddie's uh, nana, was her name was Pearl, and we all loved her jam because we lived with Eddie's nana. Eddie's nana sounds like a 90s funk band that played in Eddie's Melbourne. nana is actually a very cool band name. I mean, it's not that cool. Uh, yeah, but then you'd get to the ESPY and you'd see like a, a horn lineup and you'd be like, oh, no, it's a ska band. And then they, they'd have like a bunch of songs about how you need to work. Like, no. All their songs are like, you need to be an individual and you need to, you know, break away from the herd. There's a band called Area 7 that not. Everyone listening <laughs> yeah. to this is going to know, and they used to drive me <laughs> that's fucking I, that's mental, exactly absolutely fucking mental, because they just did all these songs about how you needed to be an individual, and then they prescribed exactly what it meant to be an individual, and it's like it just happened to be like <laughs> wear Vans, wear one of those stupid little flop hats, and uh, listen to Area Seven. <laughs> it's like that's not being an individual; yeah, it's that's being a punk with. culture. Full stop, man. That's punk culture full stop. So Stop do you wanna- conforming, but make sure you don't <laughs> listen to fucking Green Day because they're not punk. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Fuck off, Is man. that? Oh, is no, is that like a pair a- of checkered white and black cons? Shit, there's a fucking scar <laughs> band somewhere. Let's get out of here, boys. <laughs> That's words to live by, guys. If you see black and white check cons anywhere, you know there's a scar band around the corner and it's time yeah. to fuck off. <laughs> Take care of yourself, people. Um, do you do you have anything else to say about this episode, or do you want to hear what's on? I really on? don't. The only thing the only thing I've written down. This is how poor this episode is for content. Is WCW magazine asked Matt if there was a magazine that he was fanatical about when he was a kid? Even my notes are like, let's talk about <laughs> something else. This episode sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had a um, I had a subscription to Kerrang. Subscription oh, that's close to, to Kerrang. Yeah. You yeah, were a big TV enemy. kids guy. <clears throat> oh, well, that's- No, mine I mean, was enemy. Of course, of course yours was. Because I was a pop guy. Yeah. yeah. 
that, but that, that, that carried on for a really sense. long time. Like I bought Enemy for fifteen years or something ridiculous. Like it was the one thing. No matter how broke I was, it was the one thing <laughs> I had to go and buy every week was Enemy. Uh, and then eventually, like the internet came along, and then I also like sort of realized that Enemy was shit journalism and. They only put the same fifteen artists on the front cover. They were like, but you still have your collection. Legitimately, of, uh, just hundreds of, of. I'd always throw them out. No, no, no. I don't. I don't have any of them. Oh, really? That because it just became that thing of like it became a habit, and I also like kind of like how most wrestling fan, fans are now with wrestling. They just they hate it, but they keep showing up every week. You know mm. where it's like, and I just kept doing the same like. And then, like, I don't know, some friends' bands ended up on the front cover of it and I got some trauma. Anyway, uh, you know. (laughs) All right. Then there was, I think it jumped the ship for me with the Antipodean special where they, like, literally did, like, a two-page spread about, like, Cherry Bar and Ding Dong and Pony and stuff. And I was like, these bars fucking suck, man. I mean, it's where I drink, but these bars (laughs) suck. Like, it's not anything to be... (laughs) You know, you shouldn't yeah, be dreaming. Not the in Lo- you shouldn't be in London. Nah, man, don't be dreaming about coming to Melbourne and going to Ding Dong. Fucking hell. <laughs> However, um, <laughs> talk about a disappointment. Anyway, what's uh, what's on the other chat? Maybe there's something in- interesting to talk about with WWF. <laughs> well, there's some stuff. So that you got a King of the Ring quarterfinals. You got Steve Austin, and we oh. we do we we both love. A, uh, a a bracket tournament. Um, Steve Austin yeah, defeated Savio Vega. Uh, this match was the mm. debut of the Stone Cold Stunner. Hello, so, you mean the KO Stunner? I do. That's right. Yes, uh, <laughs> I've got another King of the Ring uh, quarterfinals. Mark Mero, your mate, defeated mm. Owen Hart, Ooh. who I quite <laughs> liked. Uh, That's not good booking in hindsight, is it? <laughs> no. Uh, no, it's no. not. <laughs> uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley fought Aldo Montoya to a no contest when Jerry Lawler, anx- anxious to show off the tactics he planned to use on the Ultimate Warrior at King of the Ring, attacked Aldo before Helmsley made his entrance. Uh, and then our main event, Jake Roberts defeated Goldust. <laughs> oh, Wow. What a bizarre wrestling match that would have been. Yeah. And this also uh, included footage of Brian Pillman's WWF WWF contract signing. Oh, nice. Um, I think I've only done this one other time. I'm going to say WWF. Well, this is, this is officially the beginning of the 83 weeks. Um, so, from now on, basically... WCW is winning until they're not. Uh, that I don't think WWF WWF don't win again until 1998. But uh, yeah, right. so WCW uh, was 3.4 and Raw was 2.3. Wow, that's really harsh when you consider the lineups. You know, like not that I want to be a Vince McMahon apologist, but I think this week. He put on a better show than Eric did. Yeah, he definitely did. And got uh, beaten by a million people. (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty fucking rough. But also, like, six million people watching wrestling. 
pretty much. Yeah, it's a lot of people. You'd be lucky to get 6 million people a week watching wrestling now. Well, actually, you would just get 6 million people a week watching wrestling. Mm. So it's surely not 6 million Maybe it's the same people. amount of people, but there's too much content. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the problem. You know, that everyone's like, I'm not watching fucking seven hours of wrestling, man. I watch SmackDown, you know, and that's it. Or I watch Dynamite and that's it. Or I watch NWA Power recap shows and that's it. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> do You're not going to be drawn? You're not going to be drawn? No, nah, man. I, genuinely, I'll talk about it more on the weekly podcast, but I've, like, unfollowed every wrestling person on my Twitter, like, Twitter, Instagram, uh, I've unfollowed the majority of my YouTube channels, and it's so oh, freeing. God. It's so, I've, I've. It's not just wrestling. Like I've done it with all of my social media accounts that I've basically unfollowed or unfriended almost everybody I know that who's not an actual friend. Yeah, and it's amazing. Your feed clears up. You know, like <laughs> it's amazing. There's a couple of like wrestling news sites that I've kept, but mm. besides that. Everyone's gone because I just don't want to hear your bullshit opinion unless you're a friend of mine, <laughs> you know. Like this goes for wrestlers as well where it's just constant nonsense like buy this or look at my ass and, you know. You should you should consider following Lex Luger. I think that's our takeaway from this episode of it's Nitro. Said, that's, exactly the, that's exactly what I want to hear. Or I kept, you know who I kept? I kept Shane, uh, Shane Helmsley, the Hurricane, because he's fun. Uh, mm. I kept... Um, well, I kept Brett Hart because it's Brett. I couldn't unfollow And he's Brett. not fun. Uh, um, but even CM Punk. I unfollowed CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, because it's just because they're just humans and they post the same bullshit that everyone else does and I'm not interested in it. Well, Do enough. it, guys. If you're listening to this, go through your fo- like go through who you're following because you just like if you don't like you just accumulate hundreds of people as well. <laughs> it feels so good. I'm going to write a book about it. I'm going to write a self-help book about, like, how to tidy up your follows or something like that. Declutter your follows you- for Zen. Zen follows. Something like that. It seems like you're going to be struggling for word to breach word count, I reckon, on that one. Mindful media? Is that something? Ooh. Zenful yeah, media. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Is that cultural appropriation, though? I just don't want you to get cancelled mm. after you've made this huge life decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if I sell thousands of books, who cares? All right, Hulk Hogan. I will not give in to cancel culture. <laughs> I'm with Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm switching sides, baby. Fuck it. I'm turning heel. <laughs> Thank you for, for being I'm such a I'm in Elon man. Musk's stable now. Oh, okay. I'm out. I'm out. Goodbye, brother friends. <laughs> That's not true. They were all jokes. I'm not. I'm a fucking giant woke lefty and my life is pain. Anyway, on that uh, <laughs> <laughs> note, um, uh, yeah. That's the end of the episode. Uh, you can help us just by telling a friend that we exist. Uh, you guys seem to be doing that. That's the call to action. Follow us on follow us on socials. <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, just tell a friend about it. Be like, hey, there's this weird podcast where a couple of, like, weird, funny guys talk about wrestling and it's fun and you should listen to it. Um, but, yeah, essentially we're down to three shows now. So there's a weekly show where we just talk about – it's like a magazine-style thing where we just talk about whatever comes up. There's our WCW show that you've just listened to and our ECW show, uh, which is out monthly 
uh, which is much more manageable for us, and I feel like it's more fun, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, we will talk to you soon, brother friends. Uh, Pepe is dead. Remember that one day 